Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Ched. It's 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you on Oilers Now. Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 plus years. 14 locations in the Edmonton and surrounding area, now in Red Deer and in Calgary. If you're a Bob Stoffer hater, you can blame Royal Pizza because Royal Pizza was the title sponsor of my Golden Bears broadcasts all the way back to 1998. It's been a 23-year relationship on uh, the various properties that I've been involved with. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza where everything is real, none of that synthetic crap, it's old school big boy pizza. Stoffer recommendation, the Mediterranean chicken. All right, without further ado, uh, I know we had this guy on the show three years ago when he signed a three year deal with the Calgary Flames. And all I can think of is, you know, he would have been a pretty good option for Edmonton as a third line center at that time. Well, yesterday, uh, after we were off the air, we were on the air from 10 to 3, uh, Derek Ryan signed a two year contract with the Edmonton Oilers. And we welcome Derek back to the show. Derek, how are you doing? I'm good, Stoff. How are you? Good. Uh, well, it's, uh, it's 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 interesting how life works sometimes, isn't it, Derek? When you think about playing here, coming to the University of Alberta back in 2007, 2008, did you think that when you came here you'd be in your mid-30s signing a two-year deal with the Edmonton Oilers at that time? Uh, no, no chance for sure. That was not on the radar at that point or really at many points along the journey. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's wild to look back on. I've gotten lots of messages over the past, I don't know, 18 hours or so, 12 hours or so um, from a lot of friends and basically second family members from Edmonton that are excited to have me back in Edmonton um, wearing an Oilers uniform. So it's uh it's a pretty cool experience, pretty cool opportunity. I'm excited for it. Um, I have a lot of a lot of roots in, in Edmonton. It's almost like a little bit of a second home for me, so it's it's exciting. Um, we're excited to get started looking for a house and uh, getting settled back into Edmonton and, and getting started with the Oilers. You played four years uh, with the Alberta Golden Bears. Uh, I did the games, uh, the games your first year, and... Uh... <laughs> Uh, when you won the national championship beating uh, UNB that year, I got a phone call after the game, and somebody called me and said, it's the last game you're ever doing for the university. So that was a pretty cool call. But uh, anyhow, uh, I just I, I just think back to even when you left the U of A, just so the listeners are aware of this, did you think at that time after those four years that you would end up in the National Hockey League one day? I don't know, 
Christoph, what did you think? I think that uh, I think at one point you told me I'd have a pretty good European career, but you weren't sure I'd make it in the NHL, and uh, here I am now. And so, I was your biggest <laughs> and I was your biggest supporter. So what does that tell you? It tells you either I don't know what exactly. I was talking about. No, but I mean, at what point do you think it started to become maybe a reality that you might make it to the National Hockey League? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. I've been asked that a lot. I've thought about it a lot. Um, I mean, for sure wasn't on the radar at the U of A. Um, for sure wasn't on the radar my first few years in Europe playing in the Austrian League. It probably didn't come a real viable option or even like a real viable thought in my head until probably halfway through my year in Sweden um, when I was having a really good year in Sweden. There were some NHL teams starting to take notice. Um, it, I mean, it, it, it was a thought in my mind, but it wasn't a certainty at that point. Uh, to be honest, I wasn't even certain if I wanted to make the trip back to North America. I'd carved out a pretty good career in Europe at that point. I wasn't sure I wanted to leave that. Um, you know, take a pay cut and come back to the American Hockey League and try to grind my way to the top in the NHL. Um, had some wiser heads prevail in that with my wife and probably you a little bit, my agent, um, some other people that convinced me that uh, it's worth a shot. And, yeah, I don't know. I could go through the whole journey, but fast forward to now, and now here I am signing to play for the Oilers in Edmonton. It's uh, pretty surreal, pretty crazy, but I don't think it really was you know, a thought in my brain until that year in Sweden. Well, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. Victor Faust. I think I told you this. Uh, he was with the Oilers, and yeah. I said, uh, I have an acquaintance. He's a good guy. He's a good team guy. Uh, he's tearing it up in Sweden. And he looks right at me, and he goes, Derek Ryan? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, yeah, that guy's going to win the MVP. And then so I asked him, I said, can he play in the NHL? And he said, Bob, if the guy wins the MVP in the Swedish League and he's a right-shot center, he can play in the National Hockey League. So he was the guy, ironically enough, that, you know, sort of suggested to me that, you know, this could come to fruition. You you know, journeys take different paths. You need supporters. And when you signed with Carolina, Ron Francis and Bill Peters were the two guys that called you to convince you to to take that contract there. I've got to ask you. Uh, did Seattle by chance reach out? I, I, I'm going to assume that Calgary had expressed interest in re-signing as well. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, did Ron revisit the Derek Ryan experience? Yeah, Calgary was interested in re-signing me. Uh, we weren't able to come to agreements. And they, they knew the number that I needed to come back to Calgary, and they just couldn't do it. So uh, that was that. Uh, yeah, we reached out to Ron and uh, Ricky Olchek, actually. He was the assistant GM in Carolina as well, so another familiar name and face there. Um, yeah, they had different plans, so it wasn't really um, – I wasn't in their plans, I guess you could say. So that, that, uh, at this time, Seattle wasn't an option. Um, obviously, that would be pretty nice being close to home and whatnot, but Edmonton's basically a second home, so it's, uh, it's just as good in my opinion. Uh, and I know there's an Eastern Conference team as well, which was in Canada, which we won't name. Uh, let's, uh, let's switch forward. How did the, how did the conversation with Dave Tippett go? Have you had a chance to talk to Dave or talk to Ken Holland about, you know, maybe the opportunity that's here, Derek? Yeah, I talked to Ken yesterday uh, briefly. Um, you know, really excited to have me on board and, I think all of us, Ken, myself, Dave, uh, my agents, all of us have a similar vision and how I fit in, in Edmonton's roster. Um, you know, you have two of the best, arguably the best players in the world, and Connor and Leon. Um, the support staff, support system there in the forward group, 
um, needs to be a little bit better than it has been. I think if it is, um, Edmonton's a serious contender. And uh, I had three big boxes that I wanted to check um, going into free agency, and the first one was I wanted a chance to win. And, uh, you know, I'm getting a little older. Uh, I feel like I have low miles, but uh, a little bit older, so I'd like to have a, a chance to win. And I feel like Edmonton, uh, with the moves they've made in free agency, um, with Smitty and Nett, uh, I have obviously experience with him. He's He's got all it takes. And uh, like I said, Connor and Leon. So I think that um, with everything we have here in Edmonton, it's, it's a real chance to be a contender, and that's what I wanted, and that checked that box right away. So that was a big fit for me, and then I feel like I can add a lot of depth, um, you know, the secondary scoring for sure, right shot, good on face-offs, uh, penalty kill, a little power play if you need me, um, you know, trying not to get scored on very often, and my advanced analytics are pretty good in all those regards. So I feel like I can, you know, I can add a lot to the, the forward depth in, in the Oilers dressing room. Well, I know that Jonathan Willis yesterday tweeted out some numbers. I don't know if I can pull it up quick enough here. Uh, yeah, here it is right here. Oh, geez, I, I, we had a lot of responses to my line combos today. But basically, uh, where did it go? I'm just working my way. Sorry, Derek, this is bad radio. Oh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. I know exactly what you're All right, here, to. yeah, so here it was. Uh, last year in Calgary, you were 12th amongst forwards in time on ice. Six in points per 60 in Calgary. Uh, Corsi, four, you were number one. Shots, four, you were number one. Goals, four, you were number one. Expected goals, four, you're number one. <laughs> was it just a matter that you were deployed in the right way, or is there something about your approach to the game that tilts the ice five on five when you're playing in that bottom six role? Yeah, I mean, I feel like my role that I was given in Calgary was diminished a little bit, so I had to find a way to be effective in the minutes I was given, especially under Jeff Ward in the beginning parts of the year where I was playing, you know, sub eight, nine minutes a game. It's really hard to produce points, which is kind of what everybody looks at. That's the first stat you're looking at. But I had to find a way to to be more effective and be more productive for the team, so that's you know, spending more time in the offensive zone, spending less time in the defensive zone, um, good zone exits and zone entries, and those things, you know, the, the advanced stats, which is what you're looking at there, is kind of, I wasn't focusing specifically on the stats, but I was focusing on those aspects of the game. And in order to have a, a profound impact on the game, I had to kind of excel in those areas. So I I don't know if I really thought about it or I just thought that, you know, this is how I'm going to have success in this role. And, um, you know, the the advanced stats tell the story pretty well that I was focusing on that. And I think that's a big part of the game. And, yeah, it's interesting you bring up the advanced analytics there. I think that just about every team that was in on signing me yesterday are, are big on analytics. So that's obviously they're looking at that, and that's been becoming a big part of uh, free agency and how teams are recruiting new players. Derek, uh, just to take something down a little bit different path here, we're joined by Derek Ryan, the newest member of the Edmonton Oilers. He signed a two-year deal yesterday after spending the last three seasons in Calgary where he's a plus player every year. Um, it says right on your Twitter byline that you are a Latter-day Saint. So I, I, are there, the last time we talked, are there any other Mormon players in the National Hockey League right now that you know of? I don't think so. Not Mormon specifically. There's quite a few that are, you know, devout Christians or whatnot. Jacob Slavin in Carolina, he's a 
really devout Christian, doesn't drink or anything like that, but specifically a Mormon, uh, I don't think so, not that I know of. Okay, and I've always wondered, uh, you know, you know how you coexist because there's a culture with there, there's a fun-loving, hard-driving culture with hockey, and you know I can I'm the I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Uh, I spent the majority of my 20s and half of my mid 30s uh, having a pretty good time uh, living life, and and you, you still got to be part of a team. You know what I mean? So what happens when you have team functions and team parties? Are, are you the designated driver? What happens in that situation? Yeah, I mean, I always like to be there for sure, especially if it's a team party. That's I'm going to be there. But I, I, it's funny, you know, when I go to new teams, it's a little strange. They they realize I don't drink, and maybe they're a little hesitant. But as they come to know me, and you know, as I spent time in Calgary, I almost become like the father figure, where there's young guys that are looking to me for advice or to be there with them to make sure they're making good decisions. Um, obviously, I'm never drinking, and yeah. I'm, the designated driver whenever they need me to be um the cooler head if you will <laughs> when guys start drinking they don't make the best decisions so i'm always trying to be there to make sure that better decisions are made but yeah i mean i think that's just a big part of who i am as a person uh what i try to bring to a team uh, in terms of leadership and guidance um i've been through it all i've been to Alberta. My drinking isn't, um, you know, experience that. I know what it's like. I know it's an empty road. I know it leads to poor decisions and lack of happiness. So I try to instill that on the young guys for sure. And um, Some guys listen and they, you know, uh, they learn and some guys don't listen, and but they learn eventually. And I think they always come back and say, you know, hey, Doc, that's my nickname, Doc. You know, tell me, tell me why you do what you do and how it's impacted your life. And I think it usually makes them better people. Uh, orders might have two docs because, of course, i got Darnell Nurse, who's called Doc as well. And just a final one, uh, the suggestion, we had Ken Holland to open today's show talking a, a bit about leadership. And the orders brought in Duncan Keith, an older player, uh, well-respected, terrific shape. Um, Mike Smith, and I am not in the room, uh, Derek, and this past year, as you know, we did not travel. Even when I've traveled with the team over the course of the last 13 years, like, the room is the room, and I'm not in that room. You are in that room. You've been in that room with Mike Smith. Can you speak to, you know, the kind of personality and the leader? You know, can a goaltender be a leader for a team? Oh, yeah, for sure. And Smitty's that guy. He's a leader. He's a hard worker. He comes to the rink every day trying to get better. Um, he's a strong personality. Make sure you're listening. Make sure you're paying attention, especially to young guys. And, uh, I mean, there's no question in my mind that a, a goalie, especially a goalie of his caliber, of his experience, what he's seen and done in his career can be a leader in your dressing room. And I, I haven't been in the Oilers dressing room, obviously. I saw him in the Flames dressing room, but I can for sure envision him being a strong leader for the Oilers, helping the young guys along a little bit, um, pushing them for sure, making sure they're coming to play every single day and making themselves better, and he's trying to get better as well. So, yeah, I think for sure he's a leader. There's no question. Uh, Tony in Charlotte, North Carolina, just wants you to know that everybody still loves you down there. Uh, we've got a lot of really positive texts, Derek, that have come in since this interview started. Uh, I'll try not to bug you too much during the course of the season, okay? Sounds good. I appreciate that. Thanks a lot for your time, Derek. Thanks, Doff. Take care. You bet. That is Derek Ryan, former Alberta Golden Bears, spent the last three seasons uh, playing in the Battle of Alberta for the Calgary Flames. 
and he'll be with the Edmonton Oilers. And we did get a lot of response uh, during the course of that interview from people out there. So we'll get to some of that when we come back. Uh, it is currently... 148 in Edmonton. We'll tell you there's an old saying in the car business. Cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Brentridge Ford, uh, Brent Ford in Wetaskiwin is committed to providing unequaled automotive excellence resulting in completely satisfied lifetime customers. If you currently have a vehicle that you're not using enough payments or interest rates that are too high, you might want to sell uh, your vehicle, refinance, or trade it for something different. Go visit Uncle Milt, who's really happy uh, because he hasn't received uh, uh, too many speeding tickets of late for years truly which by the way i end up paying uh uncle belt rich johnny and the gang at brent ridge ford give him a call 1-877-477-3673 or visit brentridge.com we'll come back with this day in Oilers history and the Oilers now injury report yeah. 151 in edmonton let's bang off a host of text here in the ashley fine floors text line bob utmost respect for this guy welcome to the oilers that text comes in again you can text us at 780-496-0063 uh, this text comes in, to hear a guy say he wanted to go to a team where he had a chance to win, that he views Edmonton as a contender, and then endorse Mike Smith based on his own experience with him and say uh, him resigning here contributes to an opportunity to win, speaks volumes for the naysayers uh, trying to uh, uh, belittle. I'll, I'm going to translate the word here. Uh, belittle Mike Smith. Maybe we are set here for the next year, uh, next couple of years until another goaltender comes along. Well, yeah, you know, uh, Smith certainly has leadership, uh, no question about it. Uh, this one from Go Oilers says, I remember watching Derek Ryan two years ago and thought his line was the most dangerous line against us. His underlying numbers were very good last year. Happy to have him here in Edmonton. You can text us at any time at 7804. We have we have realtors texting the show right now. Hey Bob, can you pass this number along? We got uh, we got people texting the show about pizza places because I referenced that everything at Royal is real. Uh, anyhow, uh, it's not tight. It's it's a it's a passionate fan base out there. Let's get to we're gonna start with the Injury report brought to you by James H. Brown. Enjoy lawyers. Uh, the heavy hitters of injury law. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. What do you got, Cody Jansen? Well, uh, there's not really any new injuries to report, but what's going on with Jack Eichel in Buffalo, Bob? I I, I don't know. That's To me, that's going to be hard. That's going to be a hard one for the Sabres. I mean... What do, I mean, the player obviously doesn't want to go back there. The relationship... Eh? I remember when Kobe Bryant looked like he was leaving the Lakers and he finished his career there. God rest his soul, great player. Uh, so never say never, right? But it doesn't look too good right now. And he's, he's got, you know, he wanted to do an in, uh, a surgery that had never been tried before. That's right, a surgery that had never been tried before. To this day in Oilers history, brought to you by New West Travel. This September travel on a private WestJet charter flight to Vancouver. Three nights in a deluxe hotel for just $799. Details at newwesttravel.com. Uh, what do you got for me, Cody? Well, I got two birthdays here. So one's in 1986, former Oiler Anton Bielov, only played one season in Edmonton. Also, Ted Lindsay, whose award's been dominated by Oilers recently here. Uh, yeah, Ted Lindsay, I met him in the Detroit Red Wings uh, dressing room before he passed away and uh, he was an undersized hard-nosed competitive player uh, and I hope that today's players that are involved with the NHLPA appreciate Ted Lindsay. That's all I'm going to say because, uh, you know, the players did not have representation. Uh, there are people that say we talk too much about agents on this show. I think 
I think agents play a huge factor in steering and helping players. Um, and uh, their rights are better represented today than ever before, and that's an important thing. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Again, experience great uh, holiday to Vancouver in a private jet with uh, three nights hotel for $799. Details at newwesttravel.com. We have Inside Sports tonight with Reed Wilkins. I'm just, oh, here it is. Thank you very much, uh, Dave Campbell. We will tell you that Jack Michaels is on uh, tonight's show. Along with uh, Pat Steinberg, Jack, of course, one of the two Oilers radio play-by-play voices, also with Sportsnet. Pat Steinberg out of Calgary from the Sportsnet 960 and former double uh, E receiver, and he was a great one, the man they called Howdy Duty, Brian Kelly on tonight's edition of Inside Sport. Tomorrow, from NHL Hockey and Rogers for our friends at the River Creek Resort and Casino, Elliot Friedman. Also, for the horses and horse racing, Alberta just wrapped up his uh, golf tournament yesterday on free agency day. The one and only Mark Spector. Stu McDonald will join us. Uh, basically, he's running the business side of the Oilers organization and will hit on several topics tomorrow, including power packs. Of course, Canadian Power Pack brings you on a daily basis or on a th- weekly basis, Kevin Weeks. Uh, special thanks to Cody Jansen, who's done a great job uh, helping us out all week. And our guests on today's show, Oilers GM, Ken Holland, Derek Ryan from the Edmonton Oilers, Kevin Weeks, and Louis DeBrusque. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3 today. And then the 6.30 Chet Afternoons, 3 to 6 daily with Jay Lynn Nye, Reed Wilkins tonight, Inside Sports, 6 to 8. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.